you ever heard a strange noise in the middle of the night? Hello? Ever seen something you couldn't quite explain? What's that? Ever been visited by a loved one in a dream? What are you? Psychic mediums Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons-Polito talk about it all. Welcome to the Psychic on the Scene podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another exciting episode of Psychic on the Scene. And with you, as always, your favorite redheaded psychic mermaid, Katie Manning-Hilton. And always with me, my wonderful co-host and producer, D. Scott. Hey, that's me. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and then my other wonderful co-host and dear friend, psychic medium, Michelle Lyons-Polito. Hey there, everyone. And we have a friend a new guest on our show, also from iHeartRadio. And uh, we have tonight with us Scott Allen. And I'm so excited to have you on, Scott, and to kind of talk shop mm-hmm. about the things that we know and do, but maybe the public doesn't know that we do or the kind of controversy we go through. So, Scott, as we get started here, tell our listeners about your beginnings, um, where you got right. started, and your ability, your background. Sure. Thank, thanks for having me. So, so my background is sort of interesting. You know, I was um, a funeral director for, gosh, almost Ooh. 35 years. So I owned three funeral homes. Wow. So wow. a lot of dead people. Yeah. Wow. Me. Not one. Not one. I went through 35 years of, of never connecting with spirit, never feeling like this was something that I was <laughs> going to uh, be able to do. I didn't think this gift was mine. And incredible. there were a few things that happened that made you go, hmm, that was really unique. Or, you know, mm-hmm. these little synchronicities and things that that, that sort of happened to us, but right. you know, we just sort of toss it away. Um, I had run into uh, Sylvia Brown. Do you remember Sylvia Brown? She's on yes. the yeah. show. She came to Boston. We're just outside of Boston. And I met her and she looked at me and she said, you have a very strong psychic sense. I think you can do this. And I was, I kind of laughed it off to be perfectly honest with you. That was, that was quite a few years ago. I laughed it off and that was the end of that. Um, and then it was the strangest thing. I, I started to, well, I started ghost hunting and because I was in the funeral business, I never really ghost hunted. I didn't think that was appropriate. You know, yes. when you're in the funeral business, you know, you, kind you, of awkward. <laughs> you, you join the lion's club. You don't, you don't go into abandoned buildings and hunt for ghosts. You know, that's just, <laughs> one of those so, wait, wait a minute. so Scott, give us an idea around the timeline of when that was where you were kind of undercover going on ghost hunts. Well, I was never undercover. I got out of the of the funeral business in 2012. My brother continued on. Okay. We oh, sold okay. the business in 2018. Okay. But I had already been out for several years, you know, out of out of the business, and and it was shortly, you know, in that time period somewhere that I started doing ghost hunting. Um, I've always had an interest in it. I always thought it was fascinating. Right. You know, but never did it. So. I had to get my equipment. So I got my got my little voice recorder and I got my little spirit box and and I and I <laughs> had built this portal. You know, Huff Paranormal, they have the description. Yes. Yeah. Well, I built one of those. I had my portal and I was sitting at my house at home, which is not haunted. And this voice comes through the box. No I want to talk to Scott. Oh my God. I mean, it was me specifically. It wasn't just, you know, hello and that kind of thing, but I want to talk to Scott and I, I have it, I have it recorded. I, I mean, I could play some of the stuff for you. It's crazy. So I said, 
this is Scott. <laughs> you know, I've got my dining room table. I'm like, who's this? This is before I knew anything. This is before I, you know, this was, I just started ghost hunting. I didn't know anything about anything. And this is your first try. And someone this just- is like my first oh. try. So it says, this is David. Went, oh, that's interesting. Very. So short time later, I was at so work. Can we, can we just stop for a girl yeah. second here? Yeah. Were you literally like, holy shit holy shit holy shit when well, this yeah, was first happening because my house isn't haunted and you know i called a friend of mine he said oh scott don't ever do that in your house i'm like well okay <laughs> didn't you know but I, you know again you don't know what you don't know and david came through so i i never did it again i never i never turned it back on um until about two mm. weeks ago i got another piece of equipment and i wanted to try it but that's another thing <laughs> i think i feel like i'm a little more i'm a little more experienced now but at the time i wasn't so right um when i left the funeral business i had to figure out what i was going to do and i didn't want to go back in the funeral business i didn't want to be on call anymore i didn't want to work weekends i didn't you know my little boy is nine years old at the time uh -huh. he, you know yeah. I, Really, I just, I just, you know, he was coming along. I didn't want to do that. So I ended up learning how to cut hair and, and the funeral business paid for me to go to school to do that because I could have used that in the business. As it turns out, I never went back and used it <laughs> Right, uh, we were kind of remote, but I said, well, why not cut hair? I, I need, I need a little more relaxation in my life. And that was, so that's what I did. So I got a call from one of the women who was working on a Friday night. And she said, hey, somebody just came in the salon and looked for you. Um, he, he, um, he just asked for you, but I told him you didn't work. And he said, okay, just tell him David stopped by. Oh. Now, now, I didn't put two and two together. I didn't put two and two, two together at first. And I said, David, I only know one David. And I called him up and he says, no, that wasn't me. I, I, no, didn't stop by. So I went on the wow. security cameras and I looked and there's this man who's bald, clearly he was not there for a haircut, <laughs> didn't ask for anything for his wife, wasn't looking for a shampoo, not a gift card. He was dressed in jeans and a black shirt, mm -hmm. long sleeve, and he stood there plain as day. Can I talk to Scott? He's not here tonight. Okay, this is, can I tell him who stopped by? This is David. Wow. So, goosebumps over this one. so that night, I was having dinner with some friends. We were going up to, there's a state hospital near us and we were going to have dinner and just go out and see what we could figure out. And I was telling one of the women, I actually, she's my co-host, Julie. I don't know if you've seen any of the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, I have. I said to Julie, I said, this is, she's a psychic empath. And mm -hmm. I said, there's something not right here. I, you know, this is kind of odd. Look at this, you know, I wasn't thinking I wasn't thinking ghost. I wasn't thinking psychically that there was something wrong, but I didn't understand who this guy was. And it made me nervous. You know, like, do I have to watch my back? Here's this tall right. guy, who's six foot something. You know, did I, did I, you know, did I give his wife a bad haircut? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what he's coming in and looking at me for. So he left and we were looking at the pictures and she said, you know, isn't that the name of the guy that came through the spirit box at your house? Oh. I said, oh my God, it is. So we started playing both. She says, I really think it's the same voice. Wow. I said, you know? from that moment on, it was everywhere. It was every time I turned on a spirit box, this is David. David, or you'd hear a woman saying, David's back. <gasps> it was constant all Jeez. 
the time. And it didn't matter if I was home, at work, um, if I was on an investigation. So I was at a place, uh, where are you located? Because you're, you're not you're not near us, really. There's a, well, there's a, I'm in Albany, Katie is in Florida, and Dennis is in Latham. Well, oh, so Albany you're all over the place. You're kind of spread out. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to be in Florida, but I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> you come Boston. anytime. You tell me thank you're going to be here. You. I'm the hostess with the most. There you go. So, so we were at a place called the S.K. Pierce Haunted Victorian Mansion, and it, okay. you know, when I owned my funeral homes, I lived about four doors down. It's ironic because it was right down the street and it was this abandoned Victorian mansion. It was massive. And um, what town is that? Where were you in? That's in Gardner, Massachusetts. Oh, I know where that oh, is. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was furniture capital. That's where my homes were. I, I was there and would go by it every day and think, geez, I wonder what's in that building. It was abandoned. Mm. Well, people moved in. They started having paranormal problems they moved out would never go back in the building again and these people bought it they completely restored it to the tune of i'm sure well over a million dollars and now people are going in and renting the place out for paranormal investigations the place is gorgeous if you ever get a chance to come up this way we'd love to show you it's it's amazing we were in there for a pendulum and dowsing class it was two o'clock in the afternoon that's what I Two o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) and julie and i had had lunch before we got there so we didn't stay and have lunch with them. We stayed in the room and we wanted to just kind of see what we saw. Lights coming through the window, very bright. And we looked up and we saw this, I don't know, thing coming across the ceiling, sort of this black misty kind of amoeba shaped thing. So (laughs) I pulled out my, I pulled out my recorder and said, did we see you? And you can hear it say, yes. Oh, And then I started to feel it like it was around me. I could tell it was here. It was on this side. It moved Mm. behind me. And then she could feel she's it's it's over here now. And she could feel it. And it was coming Mm. around us. I had never experienced that before. Yeah. I had never felt energy. Um, I did know I could feel energy this way, you know, like make a ball, make it bigger, kind of like a Reiki thing. Right. I never felt it like I never knew when there was a spirit around me and by the way it's so completely different when I explain that to clients mm-hmm. when you have something that is external of you like Michelle and I both yeah. probably we do so much that's in our head our third eye we're very comfortable with seeing and hearing voices if it's internal when yeah. you go on an investigation it's we are just like regular people that get spooked or get the feelings because it's external of you it's objective versus subjective it's objective clairvoyance objective clairaudient clairsentience so you're you when you feel those feels you're not seeing it you're not in control of it and communicating it's literally like got a curiosity and as it sounds like it was kind of like swirling around you and it's really one of those like yeah it's intense so th- that night, um, we left, we went home. I was kind of excited. I still didn't think anything of it. I mean, other than there's this spirit that keeps calling me and you know, I'm starting to feel things. So I have friends that have another paranormal group. They're in a different state. They were on an investigation in the middle of the woods. Now it was haunted supposedly by spirits related to the King Philip War where the Indians massacred. You know, you've heard the stories, right? So yep. it was in the middle of the woods. They're out there and they've got their portal going. Now I'm watching it. I have friends that are watching it. It's on Facebook Live. Oh, cool. And you can hear him say, 
where's Scott? <laughs> and this guy, his name is Reed. He said, oh, Scott's not with us tonight. You know, because every once in a while we'd investigate together. Scott's not with us tonight. Who's this? This is David. Holy moly. So, so this, wow. his mother, who was watching, just typed me and said, oh, my God, did you see that? Did you, did you hear David? <laughs> I said, all right, there's something not right with this. This isn't normal. Like, you know, I don't know anybody else that's ghost hunting that has spirits chasing them at home and through Facebook. And, you know, <laughs> right. Yes. So I'll share mine after, but I'll yeah, go ahead. Love to hear. So I called this woman that I know. She was the only woman that I knew at the time who was a medium that I could pick up the phone and have a conversation with. Right. Her, you know, mm-hmm. so I did. And she offered to talk with me and she started without telling me what she was doing. You know, it was more like, what are you feeling? What are you seeing? What are you thinking? That kind of thing. Yeah. And she was able to substantiate that on her own because mm. what I was giving her was what she was getting. Right. And she's the one that told me, this is what's happening. You're a medium. I didn't believe it. I didn't. <laughs> At first, I thought there's no way. What, like, where have they been? I mean, you know, where, where have they been all my life? So she says, I think he wants to get crossed over. And, you know, she mm-hmm. says, you just ask him if he does, I will help you. But, you know, tell him that you need my help. So the next night I was at work, I finished work and I sat there at the desk and I said, OK, there's a woman that's willing to help you. And, and I'm like audibly out loud. There's a woman that's willing to help you. If you're here and you want help, you need to let me know. And I got that feeling from the top of my head to the tip of my toes that just kind of, in fact, to this day, when I do a reading and we've made a connection, I will get that feeling. It's almost like I call it a psychic hug or some sort to kind of let oh, you know like that we've that. connected, you know? Yeah. At the time, it didn't feel like a psychic hug. It just felt like, what is this? So, <laughs> we, so we, we went and we crossed him over and we went through the whole thing. And I had never done that before. And I still didn't understand it, but she was validating everything that I was saying and telling her that I was experiencing. So um, I have I, I, a couple of things I want to interject with. Yeah. Because I'll, otherwise, you know, my menopause brain will forget it. <laughs> um, it we I have a friend who I would love to have on the show, and he is an author. Um, his name is Gary Jensen, and um, I think the name of the book you could Google it, Scott. But I think it's called like Holy Ghost, and he was an author for um, spiritual things like um mm-hmm. i think he would help like kind of like do new editions or edit and publish the bible and things like that so his background was pretty spiritual and his child um they moved back into their home and his child started talking about seeing spirits in the house mm-hmm. and then he remembered that as a child he had forgotten all that time and i'm paraphrasing everything about gary's life so if sure. gary ever hears this or you speak to him i apologize but it he he remembered these things and didn't want his own child to be terrified with these mm. experiences. And then they started having more and more hauntings. The windup was right across the street was a funeral parlor. Oh, and what was happening was his home being in that kind of energy. Um, he had to, he spoke to, I think it was a woman in the UK, um, a psychic. And she said to cross them over or to lead them away from the house. She said um, every opportunity you get when there's like, you know, the doors mm-hmm. are open first go in and basically you're bringing them back. Right. So because of the field that you worked in, you probably always had them around you. And even if you didn't feel it, 
you were probably doing something in essence of helping them cross over. Then you quit the field and you always had that ability, but now it has no way to leave you. Mm. You don't have a mechanism anymore or a facility to assist them in crossing. Right. And it's no accident, by the way, that you would have wound up doing like haircutting or working with people because people that are high impasse and mediums wind up in three major fields, which is healthcare, teaching and law enforcement. And the really? healthcare has to be prefaced because it always winds up being, I was going to be a nurse, but I decided to be an esthetician or a barber because mm-hmm. they're still doing so much of the same work and touching are you, them. Are you a hairdresser? I'm not. You're not. Oh, okay. I'm not. My, my daughter is, but I originally went to college for healthcare and then I, I, you know, like, or, you know, I um, wanted to be a medical technologist. I got you. I thought I wanted to, but yeah. And then I wound up working in the service industry. So I was in constant contact, touching people all the time. Right. So it's kind of specialized. So it's interesting that you found out almost backward that you had ability. And don't you think like the ceremony of, you know, Standing, I play the bagpipes. I do a lot of funerals, so uh, okay. I spend a lot of time in uh, funeral homes and whatnot. And sure. I, I am a ghost rescuer, so I help help folks to cross over all the time. And I do always check the funeral homes before and after I pipe because the pipes stir things up. But I have found, like, so I'm sitting there watching spirit. You'll get the funeral director come up and talk, and you know, talk, even maybe they're they're doing the service, and that's you see people crossing over so i think you were doing that but through your work maybe maybe i i I didn't understand any of it at the time (laughs) i built a new funeral home and it was built on property there used to be an old mansion very similar to the sk pierce and you know we dug out the foundation and it was haunted nothing scary but you would hear people walking up and down the stairs or across the attic and you know but i never had a conversation i never had a sense of it. And when I started realizing what was happening, I would be with my clients and they would mention their mother, a classic example. Oh, my mother, this and that. And then she's over there. <laughs> and your mother have like, did she, was she like totally into Easter? Cause she's got like her Sambidia Morkid on. She, oh my God. You know, you know what I mean? But that never happened before. And it doesn't happen as much now because I know how to control it and shut it off. Mm. I'm generally pretty closed off unless I want to be. Right. And open up pretty quickly, but it was not great having them show up everywhere. Like, listen, I just want to buy my Cheerios, <laughs> get my milk. Oh my God, know, I relate to this so much. Leave me alone. You know? Yeah. I and just want to get- sleep. Have a good night's yeah. sleep. Please stop standing at the foot of my bed. <laughs> right. I'm in a restaurant and all of a sudden you feel you're talking to somebody in front of you and all of a sudden you kind of feel like a pull or a tap on your shoulder. You turn around mm-hmm. and there's somebody there that nobody else sees but you see it's like literally like something out of a movie like can i have Um, a break (laughs) yeah like yeah i'm out having a drink i I need a different kind of spirit so i think it's fascinating that um later in life you kind of expanded or open to it because especially for men not any disrespect to men men typically as they age they they that kind of stuff shuts down, Scott. It doesn't broaden. Women seem to have the ability to have many different lifetimes within a lifetime. Like they're the mother and the right. wife. And then even if they have a career, then they, they can move on to things that are more spiritual. Where right. men are much more linear and they don't seem to expand. So kudos to you. 
You know um, what? I, I will say this in, refer- in, in regards to that. I feel like that's my life. I went from the funeral business to the hair business from, you know, single, whatever to single dad, I adopted my son, you know, alone. So, I mean, all of these things kind of happened and, you know, you talk about becoming a mother, it's in a sense, very, very similar. Very. And I was always fascinated with this when I would see a medium on TV or I would go to an event. um, It was fascinating, just fascinating. And I never dreamed that I would be able to do it, but I, you know, here we are. Here we are. Well, and then, and, and you've got, I want to shout out to your radio show, your podcast, um, that you do with, uh, Jules, correct? Julie, Julie, Julie. Um, and tell our listeners the name of your podcast. So we are the paranormal project radio show and Hmm. that we got picked up by, uh, pulse talk radio in the United kingdom. So everybody expects me to have this accent when I get on the when I get on the phone with them, we, you know, because we're here in the United States, we're north of Boston, and I am going to Scotland in July with Andrea Perrin and um, Rick McCallum, and we are doing this haunted tour with Mysterious Adventures Tours. And I was asked to be kind of the quote-unquote guest psychic medium, so I'm doing a gallery event at the Earth Castle in Scotland. Oh my God. Good for you. It's fun. But that's how this happened because Essex Ghost Hunters had had Andrea and Rick and Maria on their show. And they said, Oh, would you like to come on and talk about what you're going to do? So I did. And then it was, Oh, would you like to have a radio show? That's oh my God. So now here we are. So it opens up and there it is. It opens up. It's just the. I was on a paranormal show for, um, and that was the first time I ever met D. Scott. And it was about three cool. years ago. And I was on the show and talked about ghosts. And I, I actually, by accident, wound up reading D. Scott on the air. It wasn't supposed to be planned that way. <laughs> and um, less than a year later, Scott, I woke up from a sound sleep and I was like, why don't you have your own podcast? You could have your own podcast. You know that guy at iHeartRadio. Yes. What's his name? Yes. Oh, yeah, D. Scott. The, literally the next morning I got out of bed. It was the first thing I did. I was still in my jammies having my coffee and I messaged him and I said, Hey, I'm thinking about having my own paranormal show and having on different psychics and different paranormal. Do you think we could do that? And he said, can you be here Monday? So that's, that's the way that happened. And it's the same thing. It's literally when you're in the right synchronicity, don't you see Scott that everything falls into place things that you kind of always dreamt about or wanted to do, but when you're working in the right by branch, right. It just happens. It comes right. It doesn't just happen, but it happens because now you're in the right place. You have to be open to it. But what's funny is, you know, when we got the show, I asked Julie to come on with me because, you know, you figure, well, if I get somebody on the show that can't talk, I mean, I can talk a dog off a beat wagon, but you know what it's like (laughs) when there's somebody who sits there and just goes, Oh yeah. I need somebody else with me to kind of fill the gaps in. So yeah. she came on, she's doing the show with me. And I said, oh, who are we going to get? You know, because we're nobody. We're just, you know, we were just these little guys up north of Boston. <laughs> and do you know, you talk about fate and the way things have expanded. Um, I just interviewed Alexandra Holzer yesterday from the Holzer Files. Oh wow. Gosh. We've got amazing. Justin Perry coming on the show from Ghost Hunters. Mm-hmm. who's he always seems I like mean, he presents himself as a sweetheart such i mean it's just just so pleasant jeff belanger 
Uh, Mike Ricksecker just recorded him the other day from the Alaskan Triangle. So we've got some huge names and, and they're, you know, it's sort of like you just say, gee, will you come on my show? And they're, yeah, sure. I'll come on the show. Let's, you know. I know. I mean, Everybody loves it. If you're it. in it, you love to talk about it. Right. So now you're, now you're doing this, you're doing ghost investigations yeah. and we talked in our, our messaging together one of the topics that is really interesting being in this now people probably well it's funny when i explain what i do and i say that i read people i work on police cases i said you know when i do ghost investigating and it's funny that certain parts of it they'll go oh so that obviously people connect but they don't think that you're doing all of those things what's interesting is when i got started um scott around 2006 is right when Ghost Hunters, Ghost International, all those shows started coming on. They were very in vogue um, on yeah. television. And I got connected to do a class up at Adirondack Community College, and it had to do with ghost paranormal investigations. So it was an a instructor, his name was Dr. I think it was Monroe. And he did these ghost investigations but he was very scientifically based in fact a lot of the equipment that he used nobody uses anymore mm -hmm. and other stuff hadn't come out yet um was being like commonly used on investigations but one of the things he said is and he would say it over and over again during class i never work with psychics i don't believe mm -hmm. in psychics i come from everything as a scientific approach and i kept thinking huh that's interesting and he, then towards the end of the class, he and I became pretty good friends. And he would, somebody would say something during class, like, you know, how come when these ghosts show up on film or camera, how come they're not naked? If we all go back to a pure <laughs> form, how come everybody's not showing up naked? And he'd go, well, I can't answer that. Katie, what would you think? And I'd say, because they didn't walk around naked in their regular life, they're not going to walk around naked in the spirit no. world unless they were nudists. Um, so he and I formed a relationship, but you know, what he would do with me, Scott, is he would let me come to the investigations, but he would not allow anybody prior mm -hmm. to speak to me about anything like maybe the homeowners were complaining about. He kept it very pure and we would be driving great distances together. And then what he did, which was really brilliant, nobody since and nobody um, prior had ever done this with me. He gave me a map of the house Mm -hmm. and sent me in with one person that was like a camera person to film me and I would walk through and just get kind of like cold readings on the mm -hmm. house names what I heard maybe what I smelled maybe um sense of how they died or who exactly was still there haunting and then I would come out with the report and of course they'd all huddle together looking over my notes <laughs> and then he'd go okay now we can fill you in and it would have a lot of crossover with it and then he would let me stay what always seemed to happen with having me there and I don't think on a on a regular that it would happen but it was almost like I became um an, like that you know they call it a trigger object yeah I became the trigger object like I got it stirred up or uh, got it going okay. yep. so there would be more crazy activity right after i had gone through so <clears throat> what have you been faced with with this scatter what are your feelings on it well so when i got involved with my group and 
again, I, I didn't realize that I was using my, we call our spidey senses at the time when I went through. So I'm trying to find a group to belong to because I've always do this, right? This is before any of the psychic stuff came up, no mediumship or anything. So I'm going through and I'm finding groups online and I'm looking going, nope, next, nope, next. And it was nothing but a vibe. That was it. And then I got this vibe, you know, wow. I saw this group and I went, oh, they look friendly. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, Normal. you're going to be stuck in an abandoned building at night. I don't want someone that's going to try to murder me. So but they look <laughs> friendly, you know, Julie's a very friendly lady. So I think I'll right. go with this group. So we went in and um, they would talk about strictly scientific methods. Now, you have to understand right. that none of them are scientists. One's right. an IT guy. Um, well, kind of then. You, you know what I mean? But I mean, they're not right. scientists and they're really not strictly scientific. They use, you know, voice recorders and all this other stuff. It's, it's fine. But you know how you get the vibe that, you know, maybe I shouldn't tell anybody that yeah. I'm starting to have this. And I, I told Julie because I felt like I could talk to her, but we didn't share it with anybody. He had the, the person who was the leader of the group had friends or has friends who are psychic. Some women that he's done events with and things like that. My, my idea on all of this has changed over the last several months. So he did oh, find okay. out and I'll, and I'll tell you why I'll tell you why. Um, he, he found out somehow and, and it was fine. He seemed to be supportive. And then one night, uh, Saturday morning, actually, we woke up and Julie and I were off the team. We just <gasps> realized we were no longer because we communicate through a WhatsApp, but there was no communication other than we're not on WhatsApp anymore. What happened? Oh, geez. And the reason that was given was you're out doing psychic things and um, that doesn't look good for the team. You know, we were doing, I was doing readings. I was doing gallery events. In fact, I was so conscientious that I used, so Scott Allen, Allen is actually my middle name. If I told you my last name, it's not that complicated, but nobody seems to get it right. So it's just, <laughs> I, I just don't bother. I just use Allen. Mm -hmm. But when I was on the team, I used my last name. And I, so I tried to keep it completely separate in that sense. Yeah. I never really used it on an investigation. You know, he just kind of whatever I felt, I felt. But he threw us off the team. We kind of, he, six other people, five other people left the team in solidarity with us. And we have a new oh. team. Our new team is called Resurrection Paranormal. We resurrected from <laughs> that other team that kicked us out. So right. it's fine. You know, we're all good and we're doing our thing and it's, it's great. But I really think that looking back at this, it wasn't so much the mediumship that was the problem. I really thought it was at first. I thought it was the mediumship. Like he just, it was not good for the team, quote unquote. Huh. But I don't believe that's what it is. I there think you, it's, you guessed it. Doesn't take a psychic to figure that out. But that's it's, right. It's in this business. It's all ego. Oh my god! Getting they will be very young to get to the top. Of the <laughs> yes. Day. And I really believe that that's all it is. I, I've had people that, you know, when I, when all of this stuff unfolded and I started doing, you know, radio shows and I started doing gallery events, they kind of backed off and we're just like, ah, oh, we're done. Yeah, let's see. It, and we, we've seen that so many times we yeah. have to shed people. You're close. Yeah, it's and not worth it. Them. Yeah. Because the good people 
stuck with me and they're here, you know? So I don't think that that's at all. I used to think that's what it was, but I don't think that's what it was anymore. (laughs) And the more I talk to people, I'm realizing that it's not so uncommon. I have a very good friend who's a medium uh, in Maine and he, uh, he's, he's a very important member of a team. They, they value him. And when I was talking with Alexandra Holzer yesterday, she said, you know, her father used to say all the time that a team is not really worth its weight unless it has a good medium on it because mm-hmm. they want to use all of it, all right. of the senses and everything to, to understand what's going on. And I like, like Katie was saying how um, with the one team, she, they went and investigated and she went, I, I used to do that quite often with Northeast paranormal before yep. they expanded. And it'd be interesting because they would drive me there. I'd be sitting in the back seat. Yeah. They wouldn't say a thing. And yeah. they, they would do with their initial investigation. We'd go out like a week later and I'd be sitting in the car. I'm like, geez, do you hear a, do they hear a woman singing over the baby monitor? And they'd look at each other and then look away. They wouldn't say a thing until we got there. And then I'd go in with one or two people, wander through, and then I'd start to get, you know, the physical mm-hmm. and the, the auditory responses. And then we used to, the spidey sense, and then we'd compare notes. And that to me is my favorite thing because there's no leading and I don't want to be told. It's no fun. It is. And you know, it really throws you off. It does. I think so too. I, I agree. Like I, I'll tell clients, I don't want them to tell me anything. Like if they give me photos of their mm-hmm. family, I don't want to know anything. It's that same kind of premise that I didn't want to know. And honestly, in this business, if you had people, because none of us have the same duplicate talents. Right. So if you yeah. found out somebody on your team did dowsing, you'd be like, yeah, bring, bring that to the rodeo. Bring it yeah. Right. Like I don't right. do that. You do that. And right. whatever right. else. So I think that again, it shows that you're really not trying, you're trying to be somebody that's, um, you know, really trying to stand center stage and not really create a cohesive group. By the way, what a blessing for you to have shed that. And now you've got your other group that are the people that support you and stand you, stand with you. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Right, exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. It's just so great. We've met some fantastic people and we're doing some great things. And we get to talk about what we That would not have happened had Mm -mm. you been with that other group. You just know that right off. Um, Out of curiosity, Scott, what what is your sign? I'm a Leo. Me too, uh, bitch. What's your <laughs> What's your birthday? What's your birthday? I'm August twelfth. Okay, I'm July twenty fifth, so a little before you. Just oh, so you got you got some of that cancer emotion yeah. in there. Oh boy, you know, <laughs> you're much more sensitive. Well, cancers are like that's the moon, and Leo is the sun. So usually, yeah. cancers and Leos get along really well. Um, and what's interesting, if you've got a little bit of that in with what you had, you'd actually have probably later in life, a trust of your psychic ability because mm. um, cancers take a long time to believe who they are and right. what they have. And even with that, you probably have a lot of things that you were even having in Scott, like daydream or dreams where it all kind of lays out in front of you. And that would be more of that cancer emotion or cancer sign. Yeah, yeah the confidence thing. I mean, I think we all probably deal with that at one time or another anyway. The whole confidence with our with our abilities. And yeah, I believe well, not- it finally, but I don't always, you know what I mean? You, I get nervous get before su- I walk in front of a group of 100 people. Let's just put it that surprised. Do you still get surprised sometimes? Like I'll yes. sit there and I'll do a reading. I'll come out like, yeah. well, damn. 
I know. It's true. It's yeah. true. I love it when that happens. Me it's too. Really the crazy so stuff that they show you, they tell you. Tell us about um, one of the scariest times oh, yeah. that you went on an investigation and what happened and what did you actually perceive? Scary. So let me just, let me just preface this, preface this, preface this by saying, I don't know that I've ever really been afraid because I don't go alone. I've got people with me, so I don't think I've been afraid, but you know, there are times you wonder what are we dealing with here? Right. Startled. Yeah. We, we were, have you been to the Shanley hotel? No, no, I have not, but everybody raves about it. Yeah. First time last week, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, um, they didn't tell us much about the third floor. No, but, but they said that there may be a serial killer. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's okay. see. So we got up there and um, we got a voice that said, this is Adam. I said, okay, Adam. And then he cursed at us. Oh, oh. nice. Don't you love that? And I said, Can you just say a bad word? He said, yeah. What about it? It was a full conversation. And I said, well, we, you know, we're just, just wondering he says yeah and the flashlight flew off the chair and i don't think i've ever had really had that happen to me before <laughs> you know and it was just like zing right off the chair and flew off and and you could hear him laugh on the spirit box you could hear him laugh oh, that's so creepy. Cool. and i said well we don't mean you any harm he says i doubt that i doubt that oh. and i said no we we mean you respect he says and you respect a demon no, I don't think he's a demon. I don't think no. he's a demon. Just because if you were a demon, I, I think I would be feeling very differently if you were a demon. But right. I, I think he could have been trying they to... They don't speak. announce themselves. That's no. That way. <laughs> also, I don't think they have names, like Adam the Demon. <laughs> ring a bell to me, you know what I mean? Oh I think it's God. just... But, but if, he's, if he's a, you know, if he's a serial killer with no empathy, if that's truly who it is, he could be just trying to frighten us. Yeah, yeah that's true or whatever yeah, his context know. is of demon that's interesting that's um wild. i hope they're always like that for you um tell us about one of the funniest investigations you've ever been on oh my gosh is there a funny one well you know the conjuring house we're not far from the conjuring house Are you yes? have you been have you been no no oh, no it's a great place. If you ever get a chance to go, it's, it's, it's just, it's, a, it's great. And you never know what's going to happen. We've had some great stuff, activity. But you also get those nights where, you know, everybody thinks it's ghost adventures. Oh, That's my nice. God. It's, you know, it's just not like that, you know? <laughs> right. And I fell asleep. We went upstairs and, the thing and, I, and I was out. That was the end of it. I fell asleep on the, up on the bed, sitting up there. And, and that was it. So I, I fell asleep funny, but... on an investigation and gotten woken up by the rest of the paranormal team. Like, uh, hello. Time to go. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, say I was meditating. That's what yeah. You say. Oh yeah we're gosh. going to a, um, we're going this weekend. We're going up to Vermont. There's a castle up there called Wilson castle. And that's another mm -hmm. fantastic place. If you ever have a chance to go. And the first time we were there, uh, I wouldn't call it funny, but it was really unique. There was a, there was a, a, a girl. It was um, it was her first investigation, at least there. I don't think she'd done much in the way of investigating. It was with the old team, and she was she was nervous because it's a big, spooky. It looks like the Clue Mansion, you know. It's that kind mm -hmm. of thing. It's very, very mm -hmm. creepy. 
And there was, it was right around Halloween and they had these two skeletons propped up at the pool table. Now we'd been putting our equipment on there at night and walking by it, there was nothing. And everyone left and she was upstairs. We, you know, somebody went to the restroom. We were downstairs, it was in the morning. And all of a sudden the pool cues came off the wall. One went through the skeleton and landed on the floor. Oh, wild. She, you could hear her screaming across the castle. No way, not on me, not now. And she was she bolted. She was right out of the place. So, you know, stuff like that, you just can't plan it. You don't know what's going to no, happen. No, no, that's other great. Times, nothing, you know, other times, you know what it's like. It's, it's just nothing. Right. You just don't know. Sometimes you, you strike it rich. Other times you fall asleep. Yeah, it's like who's going out what? for coffee, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't ha- proud of myself. But all I kept thinking was I can't keep doing late night investigations. I yeah. can't stay up. Um, I, don't even like a normal person. I don't think you need to be in the dark. No, We've had I don't either. Pretty no. interesting experiences. Uh, with D. Scott, we went to Albany Rural Cemetery and yep. uh, had a really interesting run in there. And uh, we like to bring him places because he seems to be really good ghost bait. And we, we bring ghost him places because he's our friend. <laughs> I'm like he's the cool. chum. I'm, yeah, I'm, chum. I'm the chum. Ghost chum, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll say way. to the spirits, we're going to, okay, we'll send D. Scott into that room if you want us to. And if we get a confirmation, he goes, he's like this, usually what in the background, Scott going, what are you doing? <laughs> no, like, you're the producer, you have to. And he, then you can hear him, like, muttering on the, like, the, the thing, <laughs> the, the, the tape recording, yeah. But, um, was what? this all new to him? I was all new to you, and, you know, when, until you started doing the show? I, uh, I I had very limited experience with psychic mediums growing up because both my mother and my aunt were into it. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, I had never done any kind of investigating, wow. uh, never gone to uh, haunted places were not really my forte. <laughs> haunted places really still aren't my forte, but I go because yeah. apparently work makes me, which this job sucks because I don't even get paid <laughs> for it. Um, oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I bet you I make double what you make. What's that? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Zippo, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, radio has a tendency to not really pay that well, but that's right. besides the point. Um, but no, it, it's it, it's all still relatively new to me. I knew that I had some abilities going into this, and it's really when we're out doing things, yeah, uh, and and more when we're doing it more often. It, it really starts to come back like now we've been on like a hiatus of doing kind of anything because Katie decided she wanted to go to Florida and uh, oh. <laughs> so I blame her but so, everything, <laughs> Not so everything, is, everything is kind of subsided as far as any kind of feel I still get feelings and stuff like that and can still kind of sense when I'm in a place where there's things that are happening that aren't being seen uh, mm. which is it's always fun to go with my girlfriend to a showing here or there because she sells real estate. And I'm like, so at what point do you tell your client that the house is haunted? And she just like looked at me. The one time I said that, I was like, yeah, no, it is. I, I can feel that. Uh, I was like, it's upstairs in the bedroom. I, it, yep, it's looking at us, but that's it. You should probably not tell anybody. Or call Michelle. I think you assumed even in the beginning of this, Scott, D. Scott, that um, you it was just like everybody saw it or everybody knew it like I didn't have to say it like hey, doesn't everybody see that guy over there <laughs> like I don't think you thought it was like a special gift and then you started to realize like oh yeah okay 
not everybody's well, doing this. For, fortunately for me, I, I still don't, I don't see things um, mm. like you guys do. I've, I've often said to them, you know, it's like we live in two different realities because I can walk into a room and the only things I can see are the physical things. And you can walk into a room and see like 30 extra people, which would yeah. throw me for a loop. I'd be like, why are there so many people in the studio? This is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't see them either in my it, with my physical eyes. It's always in here, but I know when they're there. I know it. I it, and it's very different than my imagination. If I think of somebody, yeah, I right. know they're there because I get all the physical feels that go along with it when I know they're there. I yeah, and that's often, a, yeah. that's actually probably like your strongest sense, um, yeah. Scott. Because that would be like your, your clear sentience. And you're using, which I try to tell people all the time, you're using your your physical kind of triggers mm. to tell you what kind of spirit um, or how it's coming to you. Because sometimes you'll feel it in the throat. Like you said, it feels like a hug right. um, yeah. or the gut. And actually, as time goes on, almost everybody I know that has started like yourself and says, I don't actually see them. Eventually, it evolves into that. Maybe not. Mm. Kidding. Like you'll see, you'll definitely see not just in your third eye, but you'll see a physical part Physically of it. See it if you want. If you, yeah. if you had one ghost investigating tool, um, what would you recommend for people to get or start with? I always tell people start with a voice recorder, and you can even use your mm -hmm. phone if you want to. You get yeah. so much on that, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's they're they're affordable. And if you're just starting out, I think that's a great way to go. What's your favorite piece of equipment these days? I don't know. You know, I, I've never been into apps. Honestly, I have the portal. I've got this. But I, I was at the Shanley and she had a, um, a Phasma box, which is an app. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we yeah, have. we got, we got you know, two. And now I'm like, hmm, I got to try this out. I can't wait to bring it up to the, uh, to the castle this weekend. Use it when you're away too. When you go to yeah. Scotland, my group. I did the trip to Scotland. It was haunted Ireland, or not Ireland. Scotland. Excuse me, haunted Ireland with Katie, and we're going back again. And I had right. everybody on the trip downloaded on their phone the apps and the stuff they were getting individually in places like the crypts and the churches and stuff. It was like it was constantly talking. So some of them were really, really good to use, especially in those kinds yeah. of locations. And yeah. Oh, yeah. It's right on your phone. You don't have to worry about packing anything. That's it. You know, so yeah. I got that. And we just got a new uh, SLS, which I haven't really had a chance to use. Hmm. So I, I'm going to take that out this weekend, too, and see. I'm not going to bring the, that with what, me. And I apologize. Yeah. What's the SLS? So the SLS is the one that shows the stick figures. It works. Oh, I love like that. We were just talking about that the other day. Yeah. Michelle yeah. and I. That's mm -hmm. a really interesting one because, you, like in my case, I have felt them beforehand. Right. And like literally felt like the cold and we were on an investigation in Herkimer and I said, I feel it on the front of me and I feel it on the back of me. And she turned that device around on me, Kate, Katie, if she's two. listening. Um, <laughs> and she said, Katie, there's one on the front of you. And she said, there's one that keeps crawling up your back and then back down again, up your mm -hmm. back and then back down again. So I think they were just trying to figure out who I was and what I was doing. It's like sniffing you out. Yes, kind of like <laughs> sniffing around. I can't maybe. wait to try it because Julie and I will do that together. I'll say, Julie, there's something here. Can you feel it? And she's, you know, yes, I can feel it right here. And we'll, we'll, it's we'll amazing each other because it'll happen be just before. The other one I absolutely adore is the, um, um, is it Ovulus? Yeah, I don't have one of those. You can't really buy them anymore. They're very expensive. No, you can't. 
What the is ovulus that? is kind of like a ghost box, Michelle, except for you don't hear all the static and you can be talking and then certain words pop up on the screen, which in fact, I think Ray has something like that, like built into his computer oh, system. Yeah. He's, a guy, he's an investigator that we've used, but he's got a ton of equipment and um, it, 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 he actually has it so he can translate it because we kept getting a guy, you said, I don't know of anybody that follows them. I have one that followed me everywhere and everywhere it went, it called me the redheaded whore. The German guy? Is it the German yeah, the guy? the German guy. And he, he would sometimes speak in German and then sometimes yell at me in English, but it was on all different investigations. Yeah. So as soon as they would hear him on the machine, as a matter of fact, we were doing a thing for the radio for Halloween. That's right. And it, it was in um, the, what was the name of the place? Uh, the Groom's Tavern, was it? Groom's Tavern, yeah. yeah. And as soon as I got there, it started, started having like the guy talking <laughs> and um, saying, is that the redheaded horror? Is she here? Oh my and God. he goes, it just, it, and it came up on the screen. So I think those are interesting because the fact that they can, they know they're learning yes. to utilize yeah, those right. things. They're becoming more intelligent to utilize that stuff to talk more to us. More techie. Talking yeah. about the Groom's Tavern, one of my, my first experience with um, a thermal camera oh, yeah. thermal and i really i love the thermal just because it shows the shape and that's we were in that one room where the little boy died and i kept feeling the cobweb across my face it was my first time ever feeling that and then someone took a thermal and i've got a picture of it. it's me and there's the shape of a little boy and he's got my pants and he's pulling them out because wow. i'm a boy mom he wanted to go with me and that's right. talking about investigative groups not liking psychics I'm a ghost rescuer. If someone wants to find their family on the other side, I'm helping them. So mm -hmm. I get some groups mad at me because I'm taking away their evidence. But I can't. Well, you've had more, Michelle, where you and I have contact, gotten contacted by somebody. And even before I go, or I'm bringing Michelle with me or I contact Michelle, like, do you want to come along with me? Yeah. I've actually <laughs> said to the client, well, when we come, Michelle will cross them over. And you can almost tell that they yeah. don't, they want to keep it like a pet. Yeah, it's a human being, folks. You know, you know really, and, I, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this too, because how many times have you gone on an investigation somewhere? Now, I'm talking about an investigation like Conjuring House or one of these places yeah. for profit, right? So they, right, they're right. there <laughs> and they make you sign something that says you will not cross over the entities because I've never had that away. experience yet. Okay. I actually had a that. place where the staff had contacted me to do a show kind mm -hmm. of like what you're doing like a gallery reading and i said uh, you know would you guys be open it's a really old place in um schenectady going into scotia mm -hmm. i said would you be interested in doing like a paranormal investigation into the mansion as well as the um event area and the owner came back and she thought it would be no problem came back with a, a really strong no mm -hmm. because he said i know our place is haunted and I don't want anybody messing with her. And oh I want God. her to basically like stay, but I don't want anybody bothering her. And that was one of the first times I ever had somebody say, no, like, so I don't want you guys here. Protecting her, like right. watching out for her. I, yep. And you can get really attached to spirits in your house. And how often have we seen children who have imaginary friends and it's a spirit in the house with them? Right. Right. But then those people get up and move and leave and those spirits, those ghosts are heartbroken. 
It's, it's, yes. it's really hard to watch sometimes. Well, have you found Scott too? Um, and we ha- actually this past year, maybe because of COVID, but people that were buying and selling their homes, um, the spirits, if they were in one house with the little kids left and moved to the new mm-hmm. residence, or it was a spirit from their own childhood that seemed to reappear in their new property or vacation property. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't even connected with them in like years. I found more of that this past really? probably two years than I have in a really long time. Yeah. So they seem to be more um, movable than they used yeah. to be. Yeah, I haven't seen that. But you know, it's funny, Julia just sold her home last year and she lived in an old Victorian home and there was a little boy there. but it was her husband's uncle he had died as a little boy and he died in the house and it was an old family home and you know they would call him by name and he'd run up and down the stairs you could hear him and i asked if he had followed her to the new place and she said no he's not there anymore He's, he's he's gone so i don't know if he's still there or if he moved on himself and said you know what well there's no family here anymore i'm just gonna move on I don't know. It's an interesting thought. I haven't heard of anybody where the spirits have come with them, but I, you know, it's entirely possible. I've, I've had, had people, both yeah. where it's yeah. like they they can't you and you probably had this in in your neighborhoods. Michelle and I have talked about this before, where a house keeps getting sold over and over again. People mm-hmm. won't stay in it. Yeah, and right. it has even if it's not like an outward haunting, it has that negative energy. Right. So another young couple moves in, all happy, newlywed. And within a year or two, they're divorced. And yeah. it's, you know, like the police are involved. It seems like it's always that one house on the block. Yeah. And it's probably been like that for the last 50 years. So whatever's in there is staying with that property. And probably even if they bulldozed it, as we know, the one place that was a yeah. mass murder in, in mm-hmm. Clifton Park, they nobody could ever reside in the house. And eventually they just bulldozed it down. Yeah. Sometimes the energy um, is just so bad, you know, yeah. exactly. it brings and, you down. Like yep. Stranger Things energy. Oh my gosh. But we do know of other ones on investigations. I had um, back in the early years, I can remember going um, with a group. And as soon as I got to the house, I said, there's a man here. He's wearing um, a motorcycle, like leather. Yeah. And he's got like a, a more 70s mm-hmm. mustache. And I keep getting the name George. And the family looked at each other and I said, he's in the hallway. Well, they had been seeing this man in the hallway. And I said, I think he died though, like in California on, in a motorcycle crash. Mm. Turned out he belonged to a family two doors down and they had long since all moved on. Interesting. And mm-hmm. He was coming back to the red, like the neighborhood. But I think it was like, it basically he couldn't find his family. So they were the people that he recognized. Right, they were the home. You know, I was having a conversation with last, I'm doing an online kind of free online event in a couple of weeks with this other medium. She lives in New York actually. And uh, we've always been saying, oh, we want to do this together. We want to do an event together. And it's so much easier to do it online than to have to drive. So we're doing this online event and we were talking and she said, hey, there's a woman near you. And she started describing her. And this has never happened to me before. And I was able to tune into her. So I'm describing her back. She said she's like the aunt of somebody you know. And I'm going to tell you in case it's your aunt, because I don't know who it is. I couldn't get any information from her and who it was. But this woman was young. I'll bet you she was in college, 19, 20, 21. Um, she's talking about a young boy 
at the time, a young boy at the time, who would have been like a nephew. Now we're, we're going back like to the early seventies or sometime in the seventies because she was wearing bell bottoms. She had a maroon shirt on, kind of loose, sort of tied on the side. But here was the thing, she passed by cancer. And I wanna say it was like gallbladder, kidney, something in that area left behind her parents, left behind an older sibling. And mm -hmm. I have no idea who this is, but we both tuned into her. We were both able to, to, to feed in those, that piece of it, but neither one of us knows who it is. And all we got was, I'm the aunt. You know someone that is connected to me, but I, I don't know who it was. Wow, maybe you haven't uh, met that person yet or connected with them because I, oh, can't, yeah. I can't think of anybody that I would me know. Me either, but that's, that's fascinating because now that will follow you Right. And her until you find the placement of it. Until you well, find and it. how many times, you know, I've gone to like paracons and I've done readings one after another, after another. And I'll read, you know, let's say you come in and I'm reading for you. And no, 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 nothing makes sense to me. And then the <laughs> yeah. next one comes in, it's all for you. And she was here ahead of time, you know, so. All the time. The very first time I ever did readings for, uh, you know, person after person was the first time I ever did readings ever. And we were down, uh, Katie, I was with you and Barb and someone else. And uh, I had these two older men talking to me in spirit all night long. It was the very last client person that sat down with me. Wow. It was incredible. And that happens to this day. I had to I write everything down in a, a paper. But, you know, you talk book, about I the ego. That book. Yeah. You talk about the ego stuff. When you first start, you want to do so well exactly. that you keep looking at the person going, well, they're here. And the person goes, I don't know who it is. <laughs> I now know you that let I it can ride. say, don't worry about it. They're probably jumping in line. It's probably yeah. for somebody else. I'm not worried about it. Like, so I don't, true. I don't yeah. stress anymore. Years ago, yeah. I had a, um, a, an encounter where I was out in um, Hague and I was doing a group reading. Mm -hmm. And actually, first I was at a home in Amsterdam and I did a group there. And as I'm standing there, I was in an upstairs um, redone attic bedroom and there was like a chimney going up through. Mm -hmm. And um, every time a person would leave the room, this man kept trying to manifest in front of it. It was a, a shadow, but I mm -hmm. knew specific things. Like I knew he had served in the military. I knew he was... Um, like a police officer. And he, he kept telling me, I'm a hero. I'm a hero. Mm -hmm. I've saved a lot of people. I'm a hero. And um, so the next person would come up for their reading and I'd go, do you know somebody that died that was in Vietnam and, but was also a police officer. And he keeps telling me he's a hero might have a connection to nine 11 and nothing like no connection at all. No, <laughs> I walk out to the party. Cause there was all these other people there. And I said, did anybody lose somebody here from nine 11? No go to the home yeah. and hang. It's the same exact thing to the point that he shut it down. He stopped my psychic ability, which now I probably have better control over him coming in yeah. and kind of me losing my focus mm -hmm. as opposed to the other clients and the people that are supposed to be there. And about two or three days later, I go to a house and the mother was standing outside waiting and she was having her two adult children. And as soon as I walked in the door, it was their father and mm -hmm. he had passed a 9-11. And it was probably one of the most profound experiences I ever had. But the fact that he was showing up days before and kept giving me, like wasn't quitting, um, 
she was staying with right. me because that person had already made the appointment. So yes. whether they made it when that started and that's why he came in and he was like, I'm staying mm -hmm. with you. So every time I opened myself up, there he was because he was waiting for his appointment. But, you know, I, I had you, that problem all the time. I, yeah. I simply say, wait for your appointment. And I close my appointment book. If I leave it open, they go. Crazy. Yep. Yeah, because but at the beginning, it really can throw you off because oh, yeah. you feel like, oh, man, I'm a failure. What just happened? Did I just lose <laughs> it? And you'll go through the next five people going, oh, man, what is wrong with me? Yeah. yeah, and it's draining. It's very draining when that happens. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, draining. but it tires yes. me out. And the self doubt comes in. Then you start thinking, which is the worst thing in the world. Is thinking which is the worst thing? Yeah. Then you just pull yourself back in. I had that one time. I had a, a mother, father, and a, and a younger brother come, and they had lost um, an older child. And he, I mean, he it was an amazing, an amazing thing that he lived as long as he did. But they came in and they said. We need confirmation. We just want you to tell us what we had them buried in. Well, boom, it was just like, I wanted to give them such peace and just knowing that he was okay. And so I got it all like, ugh. and then I just said, okay, we'll leave that to the end. And I, I did the reading, they were happy. And I could see they were a little disappointed because I didn't answer that question. But right at the end, we're standing up, I'm relaxed because I feel like I did the best job that I could mm -hmm. for them. And don't, doesn't he, with these eyes, don't I see him fly by in a Superman suit? I said, why is he flying by in a Superman suit? They all start laughing and crying. That's what they buried him in. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I absolutely me. love it. Isn't that fantastic, though? It is. Really? Because, don't you love it, Scott, when that stuff happens? Because they have it's peace. so random and so out yes. there that there's no way you could make that stuff up. You know? Exactly. Woman, one time, this is just oh. a, like a funny story. It reminded me of that, Michelle. Um, I was, again, doing a group reading, and, and a woman came in. Now, that morning, a high school friend, um, Paul, was sending me funny Monty Python clips all morning long. So he's doing all the ones from the Holy Grail, you know, the guys with the coconuts, you know, going yeah. through. Um, and you know, we shall not stop at Camelot. Camelot is a, a silly place and um, it's merely a flesh wound. And then he went into, because I said to him, he goes, how are you doing? And I said, I'm so tired. Now he starts sending me stuff from Blazing Saddles with Madeline Kahn, Doing, singing that song, I'm so tired. So yeah. I go to the reading and of course it's serious and I, I meditated and everything, but I've still got some of this funny in the back of my head. So this woman comes in and she sits down, she's probably like the third reading and she's very serious. You can tell emotional and she brought not only photos, but she brought um, some items of clothing and she's unloading everything from the bag. And I started to giggle. <laughs> and I said, she looked up at me and I said, I am so sorry. I said, my friend sent me Monty Python stuff. And I said, it's all that's in my head. She froze. And I said, I keep getting the coconuts in my head and doing the horse <laughs> thing. I said, do you, and I'm saying to her now she's frozen and she's looking at me and I'm thinking, oh my God, she thinks I'm crazy. The psychic is <laughs> yeah. in here making jokes. And I said, have you ever seen Monty Python? She goes, look down at the shirt. So she had this folded up, what looked almost like a Hawaiian shirt. And I looked down and she goes, can you see what's on it? It was coconuts. She said, my father was a huge Monty Python fan. Oh, oh my goodness. And she there said his whole, his whole funeral was Monty Python. Oh my, oh my gosh. God. So now she's now, now I'm paying attention to the father's picture, but I'm looking at the desk and everything that was on there was all different things that were like, 
Monty Python-ish oh that they, the family had given and she brought right. in the hopes that he would show up. I said, well, then I got to tell you, I said, he was showing up this morning through my friend. I said, that has, <laughs> I, I didn't think it had anything to do with this. But so that you, make, you can't make sense of it at the time, you know? Right. I love Ignore, the synchronicity you, of it all. Right. That, do you think that's even going to be like a matchup? Like I think, oh, I'm, I'm afraid to say something. She's going to think I'm nuts. And it wound up being the exact thing I needed to say. So I think that probably changed her life, knowing that her father was with her all the time. And that's the point of that, it all. Right? That's the whole point yeah. of it all. Yeah. It is. When they give you that little piece, that little nugget, nugget. it just makes yeah. sense. Um, I had gone to a house and I was doing a reading group of like seven or eight people. And I don't even remember who it was that was coming through. And I said, this is really random. And I don't know what this means. I said, but he just went like this and showed me an apple. I mean, it was, it was just kind of, you know, why would he show me an apple? And she said, oh my God. She said, my fiance, mm-hmm. the husband is a huge skeptic, huge skeptic. He wouldn't even come because he said, I can't believe you're wasting your money on that stuff. Oh. He said, I'll believe it if he comes through and talks about an apple. <gasps> Holy moly. And I was like, oh, again, because it's so incredible. You know, she said that that's the only connection was that, you know what I mean? There was no other connection, but he just presented an apple so that oh he would gosh. know that he was here. This Scott, that's when you're home. That, yeah, that's when you're driving home in the car and you're doing your own like little like cheer. Doing thing. the happy dance, yeah. Yeah, happy dance. Like, it worked. It worked. It is. It's um, so great. Scott, in the next year, um, it sounds like you have a lot of events yeah. planned. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us some of the highlights and tell our listeners how they can maybe participate or mm. find out more about what you're doing. So we've got some things coming up and, and I can't give away too much because I don't have them planned yet, but we, we're in the, we're in the <laughs> organizing stages of these things. I can't give any dates, but we want to start doing some events and okay. we're looking at some places where uh, it's going to be, you know, the paranormal project, the radio show and an investigation. So we'll be interviewing people for Lovely. the show as we're at the investigation. So the show will be that particular investigation. So that's some of the things we've got some ideas in some places that we're searching out to do that. Um, November, I want to say the 5th or the th- whatever that Thursday night is at seven o'clock, we are doing a gallery event. It's a two medium. It's me and uh, my friend, Chris Brown is a medium from Maine. We're doing a gallery event at the haunted Hawthorne hotel in Salem, Massachusetts. So that, oh, that's a great place. Good for you. Place. So we're going to be there in November and those tickets are available through thriller events. So I think it's thriller dot events, but okay. Uh, you know, you can get those through thriller events. And um, we're going out to Wildwood Sanitarium in New York. Oh my gosh. September, and I'm doing a gallery event there to help raise money for suicide prevention. So I'm doing that oh. in what, September is part of the Paracon there. So anybody that wants to come out. And then we're going south to Madison Seminary, which is another one of my favorite haunts. Have you been there, Madison? Oh. No, but our other um, uh, paranormal guest, um, Steve Brock, who has yeah. the other paranormal show, I believe he's had not, I think he even did something, wasn't it, for one of the, um, one of the like Netflix or, yeah. or YouTube? What's his name, Steve Brock? B R O D T. B R O D T. He did. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know him. Okay. I was saying. He has a couple of different documentaries on Amazon. I think the one, oh, that's right. it is the Amazon, one they did right. from Madison. Yep. Nice. 
And he talks about that as being one of probably the most um, extensive experiences he ever had personally. Oh, is that when he gets taken over by that entity? Is that I believe one? so. Yeah. I believe yeah, that's where it was. There was a 20 minute or 45 minute uh, instance so that he doesn't even remember. He has he there. He's lost time. Yeah. yeah and, he, he, and he, they actually have it all filmed and everything. Wow. He's been there. So, he's been there a number of times. He he goes yep. there like three times a year because he's out of his mind. But that's <laughs> yeah. He that's also really collects no Ouija boards. So the pl- not, there's not only four of us down. going. The, the, the place is no joke. But we had been there, and um, somebody I know had one of those um, DDR six DDs. DR60, DR60. You know the 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 really old Panasonic DR60 that you can't oh, yeah, yeah. less than three thousand dollars. It's incredible. But he has one, and there's a section of that building that was around during the Civil War. Mm. And he asked, "Are you a Confederate or a Union soldier?" And clear as day, I'm a Confederate. <gasps> wow! Wow! I mean, that's like whoa. You know, it's it's I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. It's it, the place is insane. I know a lot of our listeners will be interested if you're doing investigations and you're opening it up to the public, mm-hmm. Scott, um, a lot of people contact us about when are you going again? All can we time. sign up really? all the time? Yeah. yeah. So that's a real market. So we can um, link you, link them over to you. Yeah. yeah it, well, once we get a little more of the details, I, I think we're sort of, I mean, we're so booked up through the fall with yeah. everything going on. And I, I just think we're probably looking at next spring. That's why we're kind of dragging our feet a little bit, but yeah. I think it'll be next spring and into the summer, perhaps. Uh, another fun place, if anybody's coming out this way, we just went to the um, USS Salem in Quincy, Massachusetts, the battleship. Oh. And that is very haunted. And we actually caught a figure on the camera uh, in a photo. There was a, a gentleman sitting, we were in the hospital, a gentleman sitting here, Julie was at the end. And I said to her, I said, there's somebody now, you talk about seeing things with your eyes. I saw something moving behind her. And I said, is there somebody there? She said, not a live person, but I can feel somebody walking behind me. <laughs> and I got out and I took the picture and there was this third person walking this way behind her. It was incredible. Wow. So that Did place you- is no joke either. Do you put these up on, do you have a website or Facebook? So some of the stuff we do put up, um, usually on the Resurrection Paranormal Facebook page. Oh, oh cool. Uh, okay. So that's on there. And I, I should be better about putting it on the radio show. I do sometimes post some of that stuff on there. Some of the, um, in fact, that that episode with the uh, the quote unquote Adam the Demon at the Shanley, that's on <laughs> yeah. You know, because that was pretty incredible. So we oh, put yeah. that on there. And, you know, we'll book these events and, and invite people. So. Do you guys ever travel? I mean, I know now you're in Florida and you're there. So do you get to do anything now that she's flew the coop or what do you well, do? <laughs> well, we do have, um, we're going to do something from the best house, which is in Middleburg, that? New York, Middleburg, New York. Oh. And it's a, um, D, D Scott's going to get a hold of some uh, equipment so that we can go in person. Maybe Katie will be here when we do it. Our friend Barb is trying to save it's historic property it hasn't really been touched in like 150 years on the inside because family has lived in there. And it was a a doctor and an apothecary. And I think he was probably the mortician as well as as the term they're using. And the one little boy died of consumption in his room. They just shut the door 150 years ago and he's still, yeah. So we're going to do that on on location, the podcast. I'm, I'm just hoping that Katie will be here. We haven't picked a date yet. Well, and I'm going to be back in Ireland again in the fall. Mm. And if um, 
it, we'll probably do another podcast from there where I'm <laughs> talking to these guys, but I'm interviewing like one of the locals and um, talking about some of the, the hauntings there and the experiences. So um, I would love to do more interestingly enough um (laughs) ghost hunting and experiences even down here because um like there's a lot of places that are like people say oh it's it's so old it's so haunted and like nobody's touching it down here really yeah yep i think it's because i've been to florida but not for that not for ghost hunting. Well, we should fly down and do some ghost hunting. It, there, because over on the other side is the, um, well, I can't even think of the name of it, but it's like the, one of the oldest cities. And um, yes, that's a, thank you for saying it. I couldn't talk about trying to pull something out of your head. Um, <laughs> and I know that a lot of people do the paranormal tour there. And that would be interesting to do. And I think that mm-hmm. at, in the beginning of Ghost Hunters, they had done it and they, they encountered a lot of activity there. Yeah. So. So yes, there's always these places to go. And I think for each investigative group, it's always just a little tweak different and a little yeah. bit more gets extract, you know, like pulled out. Um, but yeah. it'll be really interesting to see Scott and some of these other um, shows that you guys are doing, um, the information that you catch and you get in the coming year. Yeah, I wanna do more on there. And I haven't quite got the equipment up and running to, to I don't know how to do it from the road. I guess, you know what I mean? I don't know how to, carry around you know if you're interviewing people i mean are you sitting with your laptop or are we bringing a recorder and doing voice only i haven't quite figured all of that out yet yeah so still kind of working out the kinks i'm not sure what De- what d scott brought that one time we did um a superintendent's house that had it was being uh well there was a serial killer who killed other uh, um thieves basically and he was in that house and we have some hmm. interesting before he was he committed suicide before he was captured Right. And oh. he was staying in and the house is as soon as you pull up, you're like, oh, you can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. wrote on the wall. He wrote Helter Skelter on the wall. In Where the is that New York somewhere? Yeah. It's uh, Albany, Albany Rural Cemetery. You know, you know, my son is nine years old and um, I took him on the battleship because I knew there was going to be another kid there. Um, and so we went. I figured the two of them would have company together. The other kid was fine. The other kid was five. Nicholas is. Dad, I can't breathe in here. My son breathe. I'm feeling like he's very sensitive. He mm-hmm. was in the hospital. Walk out. He's better. He goes in the hospital. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And I think he's, you know, I think yeah. this is where we're headed with him, you know. Great book for yeah. you to read, to get your hands on, is um, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Indigo Children. Yeah, that's a great book. It's really? a life changer for us that have paranormal things of trying to teach our kids to live in a normal world yeah. with having ability, whether it's, you know, being an empath or seeing the dead, whatever it is, it's never going to go away. It's going to grow with them. And it's kind of our job, I think, to kind of help. Nobody talks about that stuff, but it's there. Yeah. To help them you know? to grow with so it. You got to yeah. help them. Right. You have to help them kind of trust their gut and, and basically like that they're not, um, Crazy. having <laughs> right they're not crazy but that they can be empowered by it that they can say you know the man showed up today or i couldn't breathe and i told them listen i gotta pay attention i'm in school now you gotta lay off or go we to the light dude. conversation because yeah. he used to talk about this two people uh janice and mike it was a woman and a man <laughs> and they would visit him at home wow. and they started showing up at school 
And I said, what did you say to them? He said, I told them I have to take a test and you can't stay here. And they left. Excellent. It's exactly. So he knew it kind of instinctually, almost like a stranger danger, but uh, to read that book, you can share it with him and it will help you tremendously, Scott. It's really incredible. I used it a lot because I drag my poor children to well Gettysburg every year and they're like oh, yeah. I need my mother <laughs> and they're experiencing right. that and I'm just like yeah, yeah right. I know. <laughs> we understand it we're older but I feel like it would have been you know Department of Children's Services probably would have been knocking on my door if I kept them there so I had to get them out of the situation you know unbelievable well yeah. Scott thank you so so much for being on and being a guest and please keep us updated we'd love to have you back on again yes. um, and be a regular with us as well and really want to keep up on your adventures and the things that you're doing absolutely yes. listen Wonderful. I will just say if you ladies and D Scott if you want to do a joint venture between the two shows and do one on a haunted yeah. investigation I think that would be awesome Let's absolutely oh my gosh we're in Oh, you want to go to Madison Seminary? There's only four of us going to be there. If you want to take a ride down, we could do it in September. What's the date? Okay. Oh, do you have a date? What's the date? I do. Give me one second. Let me look it up. Well, you can even, you know what, Scott, you can message us off the show. I'll, I'll right. message you off the show. I'll message and you. And you can let show. us know, but I would love that because I've never been to that. Yeah. Um, and it. we can plan for it. We got plenty the of time. Of September. And- 11th September of September 11th, really? Ooh, okay. Yeah, September 11th. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Um, yes. That'll be good. Amazing. So thank you, Scott. Thank you so much for being on. Looking forward to hearing and knowing more about well. what you're working on and what's going on. So thank yeah, you. Thanks for having me. This has been great. I really appreciate it. Wonderful. Uh, and much success and, and good luck thank with you, you with your own show. Um, and as always, Michelle Lyons Polino, thank you very much. Yeah, D. So Scott, thank you very much. And thank you to all of our listeners for liking us, sending us, you know, um, suggestions, subscribing, sharing us. We love to hear from you guys. I love getting stopped in places like the local Moose Lodge by um, (laughs) my dear friend now now, down here in Florida, Billy, who stops me and says, now listen, I binge listen to all your shows in like in a week. I go, yeah. And he goes, when's your next show like are you guys on break and i'm like well no, no. we just had like a little bit of a gap of time it's like, okay well when's the next show i said why don't you start giving me ideas of what you want to hear but absolutely loves it so we've got fans now it sounds like all over the place and it's wonderful yeah. to hear that people are really um listening and enjoying and the show for the next episode i get that a lot when are you coming on That's next awesome. where are you guys yeah it is it's exciting <laughs> It's funny when people recognize your voice, Scott, in places, and you think they're going to say, I know who you are. You're the psychic medium. Instead, they go, I know who you are. I listen to your podcast. And you're it's like, what? Freaky. It's so freaky. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I had a waitress. When you get successful, I, I'll, I'll let you know when that happens. You're, you're, it'll happen. It's <laughs> happening. We're manifesting it. Tomorrow's the full there moon. So make that shit happen. That's the day. That's the day. All right. Thank you, ladies, That's so it. much. D. Scott, I Thank appreciate you. it. It's great. So nice to meet you all. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Have a great night. You as well. Bye bye now. Bye. Did you see too much?